And we have sound waves. I feel like Frasier. Did you watch the show Frasier in the 90s? I never consistently watched it, but I've seen enough to feel like I watched it. Well, I didn't even know until Frasier was like off the air that it was a spinoff from Cheers. I never knew it was a spinoff from Cheers. I was today years old when I realized that Frasier was a spinoff from Cheers. So Frasier was a character on the show Cheers. And the reason I didn't know it until I knew it is because I was too young to have watched Cheers in real time. Same. But Frasier, I was able to watch in real time. I was old enough. And it was you just, were really? too. You just were not in America enough. No, I was not. But like, oh yeah, I like didn't late know 90s. that. Oh, yeah. Well, if this is the first episode you're turning in, tuning into, <laughs> I grew up in South Africa so what an excuse things in pop culture that I just missed and apparently this is one of them and I did not know it is it. it is I feel like at this point I'm always like no 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 I've experienced or come upon all these instances over the last I don't know 15 years mm-hmm. and apparently today I did not know I was going to experience another one yeah and we're nothing if not timely on what the hell we talk about current events we do <laughs> like the 90s and Frasier and Kelsey Grammer who turned out in yeah. real life to be a real dick what's up real housewives of Beverly Hills wait oh man is this why don't you remember I have not seen any of it but don't you remember like even in the tabloids like in 2010 when he like cheated on his wife with a 22 year old left her after 13 years got this other girl pregnant had kids with her it's a whole thing. So that thing. was, she's a real housewives? Camille on- Grammer, yeah. Camille Grammer is his oh, wife forever. Man. They had kids together and everything. And he's on the first season of Real Housewives. Meanwhile, he's like cheating on her. And like their real life oh, unfolded. Oh, goodness. that's why you got to go back and start on Real Housewives. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay I will, so here's I the thing. Will. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. You need to go back to season one. Start in the beginning of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then get through like seasons four or five. And then start Vanderpump Rules because of Lisa Vanderpump with the spin-off. spin-off. Yeah, yeah. From, okay. yeah, from from Real Housewives. It's, wor- it's absolutely worth it. Duly noted. I fell into the Real Housewives black hole during my divorce. That is really great breakup content. <laughs> It is. It's really good. Okay. I highly recommend. Not the breakup part, not the divorce part, but I highly recommend. No, yes. Highly recommend the content. The content. Totally. And on that note, wow, I can really find a segue on just about anything. Real Housewives are all about finding the fountain of youth. (laughs) They are. I have learned a thing or two from the Real Housewives about, I was going to say skincare, but that's probably not true. I've learned a little bit more about plastic surgery, a little bit about skincare, and yeah. that's what we're talking about this week, our skincare routines, because that's what Woo-woo. I do with my non-existent free time in quarantine is skincare. I'm learning about it. The older I get, the more I'm like, oh, there's more things I should do and should have done 10 right. years ago, but it's fine. It's never too early to start. Maybe right. maybe, maybe it is for some, but like too at this early. point, there's, I mean, it, sorry, it can definitely too be late too late. To start. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> never too late to start. Yeah. Yeah. That was me uh, erasing that, but um. <laughs> You can start too late, but like once you realize it's too late, it's time to start. Yes. Yeah. For sure. And I would encourage our men, our male listeners to not tune out. No. Let me tell you why. Go for it. One, you're going to have some good ideas from this conversation about things that your lady love, if you're hetero, will like. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you will. You're going to find some things that you never would have thought of and she will be impressed. So if you end up picking up one of these things for your lady love, she will be impressed. Okay? Yeah. Good gift ideas. Good information. Great gift ideas. Secondly, men need to be engaging in skincare as well. And they don't. And for some reason, like the market has not been tapped in a way that makes men comfortable with skincare, I don't think. Dollar Shave Club maybe is tapping into that a little bit. I think they're really trying their damnedest. But there's things you should know about your skin, guys. And we are here to break it down for you. I agree. I think we should preface this whole thing, Brittany, by admitting that we are not experts and we know nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But yes, no, we are not experts. This is just our experience, like full 100% experience and recommendations based on us trying different products, finding what we love, what we don't love, and sharing with one another because that's like the most powerful thing is trying something and then you share it with somebody else that you know and then before you know we're all using the same stuff. Exactly. A hundred, as the kids say, a hundred, a hundred (laughs) percent. But before we move on to our wonderful skincare advice or whatever we're going to call this (laughs) um wanted to let you guys know that from here on out we're going to be moving to an every other week podcast schedule we can blame it on COVID-19 we can blame it on schedules all of the above on the Um, alcohol on the yes (laughs) the alcohol and also like I would love to see my friend in person (laughs) and although like this has been working great I don't mind the fact that it had we've been able to continue to podcast, but it really sucks not being able to enjoy this together. And so for us, for our mental health, for your mental health, for everybody's mental health, I don't know. Um, we're going to move this to every other week. And um, until further notice, that's our plan. Yeah, that's the plan. So. That's the plan, Stan. That's the plan for now. I mean, Brittany has gone from working full time, which she's still doing more than full time, to also schooling her two kids full time, full time wifing, full time Brittanying, full time momming. <laughs> it's a lot, you know. And I'm, it I'm, is a lot. you know, I don't have even all the commitments that you have, but like my job is more full time than it's ever been. So it really just boils down to time, and we want to always have the best time doing what we love which is this podcast yes. so that's what it is yeah yeah we want it to be quality Always. not just quantity so a hundred I said it again a hundred um <laughs> <laughs> so what the hell are our skincare routines yeah I pride myself I would say on some level I've been into skincare about as long as I've been into makeup Yeah. Like I have known for my whole life that you can't start like working on the canvas with makeup or anything else until you like take care of the canvas. And I learned that from my mom from like a really early age. So this isn't something that like, oh, one day I discovered SPF. Like I've always known what I should do. And you would think based on that, I would have really great skin. <laughs> you would think you would, but that's just not how it goes. I mean, there's so you much don't genetics. Have bad skin. Well, it, it ain't great. I mean, I think it's pretty beautiful. Well, I appreciate that, but I'm also really pretty. Like, I'm I am quite good at makeup as far as like not being professionally trained. I will say I'm pretty good at it, and so I'm very good at hiding things. So that's okay. not how I want to be, though. I want to be somebody who corrects things, who prevents things, which is where yeah. skincare comes in. So I started liking skincare care from a really young age my mom was a um do you know what Shackley is have we talked about this before 
We talked about this in, I'm not going to remember what episode number it is, but it's like one of the, maybe number three or four when we talked about our bodies. Oh, okay. And you, ex- yes. you showed me, I was going to say expose me to Shackley, but uh, <laughs> yes. you talked to me about Shackley and like the laxative stuff oh, girl. that came along with Shackley, it. Shackley, <laughs> what a confusing brand. So Shackley had makeup, it had skincare, it had um, like surface cleaners like like Myers, you know, like all kinds like yeah. things that clean like your surfaces. It had um vitamins, supplements. What a weird it had energy bars. I remember like when we would go through these phases growing up eating energy bars all the time. And it had like all these skincare things and stuff. And my mom for a while was a consumer of Shackley products, but then she also got involved in selling Shackley products. It's like one of the OG MLMs. Like okay. OG like pyramid Mary Kay schemes. adjacent. Oh yes. yeah, totally. Okay. It's like the exact kind of setup that Mary Kay is, that Avon is, that you know, even now like DoTerra, whatever. So she was really involved in it. And the thing was, those companies, lots of them put out quality products. The issue is yeah. often the business. Like that is not a quality business. But we're not here to talk about. <laughs> this is not swindled, y'all. We did not <laughs> bring you on to the podcast swindled. But my mom was involved in Shackley. And during that time, I remember one of the youngest uh, memories I have regarding skincare. I would have been nine or ten years old. And we were living in Key West. And my mom worked like the church office. Mm-hmm. So like five days a week, that was her job. Like you could come to the church office for all these different reasons, whatever. And these young women were in there and she was talking to them about SPF <laughs> and they and the reason was this church I'm on I'm like diving into the tangent just straight in is that okay just go for it go for it so these young women um we had a big at that church we had a big homeless ministry because in Key West there's a very large homeless population and so they would come to the church for services for food for shelter uh clothing showers bus tickets out of town all kinds of stuff and these young women came in and they were like sunburnt yeah And my mom is talking to them and she was like, listen, y'all are young right now. And she was like, you need to put SPF on your face, but whatever you do to your face, you got to do to your neck. Okay. Because your neck will show the first signs of age. (laughs) Wow. I would have been nine or 10 years old. She's saying this. And then she said, and whatever you have left over on your hands, you wipe it on the backs of your hands because your hands show the age too. This makes so much sense. <laughs> this makes so much sense. I I she wasn't talking to me at all and I'm just soaking this no, information but... in. I'm soaking this information in like a ghost on a beach, like uh, just taking that sun in my body girl. That's what it was like. I was getting a sunburn from my mom's But I have a 9-year-old and this is good stuff to hear because she's taking in everything I'm saying at this age. Exactly. She'll remember. So I started thinking of that then. So even from that age, I would start like if I put sunscreen in my face, I put it all over my neck and my chest and I put it on my hands and that's why I have ugly knees. Because I didn't put my SPF there. <laughs> but I did grow up, up in a household where my mom, like, and another part of it, too, was your body is a temple. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to take care of your body. And one of the ways that my mom wanted to teach us to take care of our bodies was taking care of our skin. So it was something yeah. ingrained in me from a young age. But what about you? Did you grow up in a household that, like, focused on skincare in any way? Uh, I would say not at all. Um, my perspective of that is I will say growing up, I didn't, I never struggled thankfully with, um, any kind of skincare issues. My sister did. 
and I know I, I'd have to ask her experience, but like I know my parents tried to help her and get her different like nicer things. So it wasn't just like, oh, deal with it. My memory of my mom growing up in terms of her skincare routine was that she always was really good about she's very routine so like every morning I had a memory of like she'd get up in the morning while I'm eating breakfast and she'd be sitting at the table near me or something putting her makeup on but I never saw like skincare products Mm -hmm. like the only thing I would know to even think about would be like at night she always would take her makeup off with like a like a washcloth and always use like Vaseline to take her like eye makeup off and you know, maybe she would splurge on like an Olay adjacent brand. Yeah. Like, uh, well, who had you know, better how Target the has the like similar Olay. to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, but I, I have no memory of her. And I'm not, I, I think it's, I think it's like a money thing. It was also just like maybe not something she saw in her generation either. So I never really, I never put much thought into it honestly until meeting you and like other women in my 20s and and realizing like just purely like I didn't know and then as you start to learn and understand and then honestly in my 20s experiencing skin hair issues starting to actually research because I just never really struggled with it before so I mean I would yes put SPF on if we're going out in the sun but it wasn't ever something like when you talk about the neck stuff or the hands thing like yeah I've I had never heard that at all yeah it's wild I mean honestly this you know really like take note I'm not telling you to judge anyone at all that's not what I'm about to describe (laughs) but take note of like when you see somebody and you immediately know what their age is around and why yeah what what are the reasons you're noticing that and it's typically uh, skin discoloration it's crepiness it's fine lines and so much of that comes just from sun damage and pollution Mm -hmm. pollution damage and lack of hydration and things like that so yeah it is really interesting in hands. I mean, I remember, you know, ugh, what? I'm such an avid consumer of crap TV. It's terrible. But there's like an entire <laughs> episode of, not a whole episode, but there's a moment in Keeping Up with the Kardashians where Kim Kardashian is um, looking into like hand rejuvenation work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You know, just because your hands, yeah. they're so fine and there's no fat there to, there's no collagen in your hands to fill out wrinkles and things as you get older. And that skin is like, so exposed to the hands? sun. Girl, you're going to care when they look shitty. That's when you know. <laughs> I mean, I can tell my hands are changing and it's, and I remember that is interesting because I remember as a kid noticing my mom's hands, but I also like when I, here's the thing, it, when I'm looking at people and this may just be a person-to-person thing, and because you heard it growing up, maybe you notice it because you heard it. Sure. I couldn't tell you what anybody's hands looks like. I don't know. I never look at anybody's hands. Yeah. Ever. And I never so intentionally like, do. I don't, like, go into a room and, like, hmm, let me see her hands. No, but, like, I've never, like, the neck thing, like, sure, face, all of course, because you're looking at it, but, like, I've never noticed anybody's hands. But it's funny because, like, when we were talking the other day just about laying out or something and you, I asked you about, like, mm. where you put sunscreen on your, like, neck, whatever, up until that point I just made sure it was on my face. Yeah. And then, like, the last few times I've been, like, I'll put some on the tops of my hands. (laughs) Totally. Whatever's left over at the very least, just put it on the tops of your hands because they really do show age faster. Yeah. Um, And so, and so, and the same is true for your decollete, as the French would say. Is that a French word? It must be. 
sure okay probably. yeah it has to be French I don't know <laughs> it just seems French but um your chest your your cleave you know cleavage all of that um but it's I so feel nice when it's brown oh it's so nice when it's brown until you're 40 and so it's, leather. it's leathery exactly <laughs> so like that ain't cute so like we can always be using our foam tanners and things yeah. to get that glow that we want <laughs> versus actually like damaging point. our skin with it so anyway today we're actually not here to talk about our body skin we're here to talk about our face's skin because we know that our body has skin as well but it's just not of interest in this particular conversation so yeah what were your like skincare issues that really weighed on you in your 20s what were the things that were like front front facing if you will for you during <laughs> your 20s well for me in my 20s is when I had my two kids and I'm assuming that this goes hand in hand it may whether I because I had kids or you know if I had not had kids maybe I would have experienced this anyways but I never had like bad acne at all like I would have a pimple here and there growing up but coming into my 20s I experienced like cystic acne where it was just that like terrible not like crazy all over my face but just like the painful big ones that start scarring and that's probably my biggest thing and then I realized because the older I would get the more that it would leave a scar and then I'm like oh this is gonna take three months to look normal again and then that also in turn spiraled into like wearing more makeup because before then I didn't wear as much as I do now but it felt like it was like this thing that just kept compounding on it itself mm-hmm. so yeah and it becomes like cyclical too it's like if you're not wearing yeah. necessarily I don't know what you're wearing but like if you're not necessarily wearing quality makeup when you're dealing with trying to cover things up too it can just exacerbate mm-hmm. the issue and then you never get yeah. out of it yeah totally you know what about you when I was a teenager I didn't deal with a ton of acne myself either like that's the time that you should be you're going through puberty and all these things I didn't really deal with serious acne until I was 21 22 23 and I went and saw a dermatologist and they were like oh it's very common it's we call it adult onset acne where you didn't deal with it as a teenager you're getting it now and why is it happening we don't know like it just hits you a little bit later congrats yeah (laughs) you have arrived you joined the club yeah yeah so it was terrible um I saw like I said a doctor then and she prescribed me with um retin-a which I actually am uh prescribed now but um retin-a is a retinol that encourages really fast cell turnover so she was helping my pores not get clogged because like what is acne Mm. it's your your you know a pore is becoming clogged with dead skin cells with sebum with all these different things that pollution you know air molecules dirt that's getting trapped in there and retin-a is taking that like extra layer of skin off all the time okay so that it can't get filled up or whatever and cause yeah. acne so it was helpful but um it also retin-a you have to use it slowly and methodically and as prescribed because if you don't you can also screw your skin up with it oh really um because it's really really if you get the prescription level very ones, potent it's very potent yeah and retinol is an incredible ingredient in general it's in a lot of over-the-counter stuff but if you get the prescription it's wild yeah i've never used prescribed that the uh, retin like anything before. like never have you used I've, any prescribed skincare never wow okay but cool. I, well but good for you <laughs> but that's also laziness um tiffany will know this about me but like i'm terrible with going to the doctor or things like that it's not because i'm like afraid it's not like some weird like how we were raised we didn't ever like we didn't believe in it or something I just just like 
it's mostly just laziness. And so I'm just one of the generation where I'm like, I want it now. And so if I can't get yeah. a appointment for like a month, then when the time that finally rolls around, it's like, of course, on a bad day. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. So well, there's and you yeah. got to be like easy on yourself, too. There's a few other things that go into play. There's prioritization. Yeah. It's like, OK, it's my skin. Exactly. Like, what? You know what I mean? Secondly, like even our health insurances don't take it that seriously. Yeah. So I have decent health insurance, which means it's terrible because it's America. And my <laughs> health insurance sees a dermatologist as a specialist. So it doesn't cover it. It just gives me a little discount. Yeah. So when I go see them, I get like 30 bucks off. So I'm still paying $110 every single time I go, even though I pay $350 for insurance every yeah. month. Yeah. And it's prioritization but it's also like you know the health insurance companies don't even think it's important yeah and the thing is we should be going especially once you hit like your mid-20s you should be going regularly just for like a, a skin check totally just to check for and that's what like, i've never been cancer. to a dermatologist and neither yeah. has curtis like we both need to just go at this point yeah. like we're in our mid-30s and you're like me yeah you grew up somewhere sunny yeah yeah <laughs> we didn't grow up in Alaska yeah. you know we grew up with our skin uncovered and exposed to the sun yeah so in my early 20s that was like the thing and then when I got into my late 20s I started dealing with dark spots I remember my first one like it was yesterday honey <laughs> it's been seven years but it popped up right here on this cheek and it was so big and it was so ugly and I hated it so much and I did everything I could to cover it up not like a pimple just like a spot a dark spot yeah just a big old dark spot <laughs> I don't think I've ex I feel bad saying that because you're about saying this but like I don't think I've experienced that other than like scarring so I don't think I've experienced like a non-pimple right. related thing yet totally so what is it like now we're in our 30s like you were talking about dealing with the skincare issues that came with motherhood what is it now that like I mean you're still a mother but I'm, you're not it feels like it's <laughs> still the same I feel like my 20s and 30s so far so I'm 33 we'll be 34 next month Ooh um it's next fine. month oh my god it's may i know i'm gonna be 34 oh, next gonna month have a birthday party i mean i would love to maybe you will get to see me by then <laughs> you can at least drive by the house if that's not the case hopefully that we'll be able to yes. see each other by then um yes but i feel like it's still the same stuff like i definitely notice in my 30s now things like i know they don't just pop up all of a sudden <laughs> But, like, I started noticing sort of the fine lines in my neck, just, like, little bits. I Ugh. just told you, like, a few weeks ago, I'm noticing a little bit of, like, these little skin tags, just little little ones on my neck. I'm noticing that, like, from cystic acne in my 20s and even into my 30s that things just scar and just take longer to go away. Mm -hmm. So it's mostly just fine lines and stuff, but I haven't had anything too crazy. It just seems to continue on from my 20s. So I'm like, is this just what it's always going to be like with having a period that like I just have hormonal acne and probably should right. do better with my diet and things like that that don't help that either, you know? Yeah, I know. I saw this post from this girl the other day who was talking about like she's vegan by choice and all these things and she was commenting on the fact that like well I never have to deal with cystic acne because I don't eat animal products and I'm like good for you cheese is the bomb yeah but I'm not giving up yeah cheese. your skin does look great <laughs> like yeah, pimple you're right. no or cheese I choose cheese <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, like I, I it's not even about quantity like I just need cheese from time to time totally I like, don't need quantity but I can't give it up 
A hundred percent. No. It's like chocolate. I, like, you have to have it once in a while. It's asinine. Yeah. So I'm willing to deal with a cystic zit here and there <laughs> to have some of that. I agree. Um, also, I mean, we're women. So once a month, yeah. we openly bleed. <laughs> we have a glorious from an period. Orifice. <laughs> like, from an minimum orifice. once a month. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us have it for longer. And when that happens, our body just like hates life. Everything about it hates everything. And I like how they say once a month, like it happens for a day. No. I know. You have a like a it's week a month, period minimum. for a reason. It's not <laughs> a moment. It's a whole period of time. It's like it feels like it's more often than like, not. Like think about, this is terrible. I might cut this, but like think about the amount of time that you spend on your period over your lifetime. It's like... It's like a a fourth of your life. It's like a fifth of your life. It's like almost as much as we sleep. We sleep a third of our life. We're on our period like almost as much as we sleep. Yeah. That's terrible. We should do the math. Yeah. I don't want to do the math because I'm going to get mad. But yeah, we should do the math. We'll call it mad math. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't start dealing with the hormonal acne until my late 20s. Okay. My early 20s, it was not hormonal. It was everywhere. Oh, now okay. it's hormonal and people who deal with hormonal acne will know hormonal acne typically shows up in very specific areas oh yeah it's man. a lower jawline thing it's like the lower part of your face sometimes on your neck for me it was always and, like um, in my eyebrow area and then yeah. on, on my lower jaw like right yep really specific it's not like a t-zone thing like yeah. a you know when you're in high school it's that's not the no it's different yeah. it's different and you know that if you if you've dealt with it and I didn't deal with that until I was in my late 20s and I just can't seem to shake it Brittany <laughs> it's because our body thinks we're so young that it's just <sighs> continuing on we'll just yeah it doesn't that. know what to do with itself so now that I'm in my early 30s my biggest issues I would say still are acne and dark spots and of course like fine lines you're always trying to not get those fine lines and the ones that bother me the most these days are the neck ones yeah it, it bothers me that it's just there now and I can't do anything about it well you know what they're calling it now these days they're calling it technology neck they're saying that like even teenagers have it now yeah mm-hmm. from the repetitive looking down at our cell phones looking down at our computers things like that so like we can't be too hard on ourselves but at the same time man I hate it it's gonna be like walking around like yeah. the <laughs> stretched neck like would you be my friend if I did this? Maybe. <laughs> Do you remember playing that if game? It's ac- if it's uh, effective, 100%. <laughs> yeah, it just needs to be effective. But dark spots. Let's talk about those for a second. Yeah. Girl, I have been down a few roads with dark spots. So like I said, I got that first one when I was 26 and it just seemed to come up overnight. And it was serious. It was right here on my cheek. And it was just this big spot. Just a big spot. And the color of it is in such a way that like you can't find the right concealer for it because it's not you have you know the green cancels the red Mm -hmm. and the yellow or whatever the green cancels the purple sorry the yellow cancels the red vice versa all these things and I just felt like I was piling things onto it and you could still see it all the time okay just horrible and I hated it so I saw um and, and they and so that was the first one and then I started getting more and more and more and they're just like, they would just come up. I would literally wake up one day and there's... I never noticed this on you, by the way. Girl, I'm good at makeup. <laughs> I am. Like, I would spend so much time covering it. And so I saw a really high-end esthetician. And she thought it was sun damage, just like I did. Are you wearing your sunscreen? Are you, you know, all these things? Yep. Like, I'm insane about it. I am insane about my sunscreen. Um, and so for years, I thought it was this. And I started using, I'm going to, and by the way, we're going to mispronounce things during this conversation and we don't care. We're not experts. 
yeah, exactly. We're not experts. Hydroquinone, I think is how they say it. It's a skin lightening ingredient. It's one of the most popular. They tend to be like a 2% content. And so I'm using hydroquinone, all these different things to try to lighten these dark spots for years. I spent so much money on all these things that were meant to lighten dark spots. I finally decide, again, I hadn't seen a dermatologist dermatologist since I was 23, 24, decide to go see a dermatologist. She looks at my skin and instantly goes, those aren't, that's not sun damage. That's not sun damage. It's called seborrheic keratosis. And essentially what it is, is flat. Like they're technically raised, but they're almost completely flat. But they're technically a skin growth. Like a mole? Like a mole. Okay. Yep. And they're genetic, hereditary. Like if you have them in your family line and you get them, you're just going to get them. You cannot prevent it. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, oh, cool. Great. You cannot prevent it and you cannot heal it or take it away or minimize it with skincare. Mm. Which is good to know because then you're not spending all that money on stuff that doesn't matter. (laughs) If I could have all the money back that I spent trying to heal this shit... Yeah. And like not even just lighten it, take it away, whatever. So anyway, if you have these types of dark spots that nothing's helping, see your dermatologist, find out if it might be seborrheic keratosis. And if so, they can take care of it. And the way they take care of it is they freeze it right off. So what happens is you need a few days where you don't see anybody. You need like four days. Get it done on a Thursday, take Friday off from work, go back to work on Monday. What they do, they freeze it with this little, it doesn't even feel like anything. It feels kind of cool, if anything not a pun but like they they put air directly on it over the course of a few hours it'll turn into a blister course of a day or two it'll flatten into nothing and then one more day it'll fall right off wow and the spot is gone that's crazy and you're like why did nobody tell me this and it was upsetting I think just because and I understand they had different training but it was upsetting that my esthetician they they still know what seborrheic keratosis is but they don't have the exact same training. And she was high, freaking expensive end. And she didn't know she got yeah. it wrong. Yeah. So That's I don't know. It's just a point of exactly seeing somebody else getting a second opinion. Yeah. That is. Yeah. But that's good that there was a solution. <sighs> there is a solution. And now would actually be the perfect time to have them all taken off while we're in quarantine. <laughs> but um, I can't like go to the doctor right anybody. now. It's like. <laughs> Exactly. It's also the worst time to go into a doctor's office. Yeah. Is when there's a national pandemic. So it's not happening. But there is hope for my spots. She did a test spot for me and took one of them off. Incredible. And it worked. Incredible. Oh, it just took it right off. That's crazy. It took about four days for the full like revolution. And then that little spot where it fell off was pink for about a month where that skin is like renewing and healing. Yeah. And now you would never even know it was there. It's amazing. And that was in November that she did a test spot for me. Crazy. Anyway, dark spots are still a concern for me, but not in the way they were before. Now I know what they are and I'm not wasting my money on treatments anymore that don't help it. Yeah, no. And that to me, that's like a significant part of the skincare is like the inner skeptic in me is like, I will buy into stuff when it feels good. I don't know if it's actually effective, but it might feel good. But I want to know that it's going to be effective. I don't want to just do a bunch of crap and then it just be a waste of time, money, and whatever. And like, I know, and we're not getting into this really in this week's topic because we kind of talked about this a little bit with aging, but, you know, we're doing this because it makes us feel good and we want to look good, want to feel good. And like, that's part of taking care of our bodies and for me, I, I have learned to do that more and more as I've gotten older, but I want it to be effective. Totally. Like, so this is kind of our attempt to let you guys know what we find effective. 
Yeah, what we find effective. So I feel like we should just like go through the element of yeah. the face yeah. and like talk about our go-tos. Let's do it. Okay, cool. So one of my biggest problem areas, and I won't harp on this too much, but I have had chronically dry lips my entire life. I grew up in a very, very, very humid climate, still had dry lips. Didn't really? matter. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've always dealt with it, and that's also probably on some level hereditary. Elements obviously play into it, but like when you're trying everything and you can't help it, it's something to do with just like who you are. Like, do you mean like dry? Dry mean chapped or just like dry, like cracky? Cracky. Okay. Not necessarily chapped, not like in pain and things like yeah, that. Yeah. But like never like just smooth and plump and like, ooh. Yeah. No, there's always like without fail, if you wanted me to, I could pull a piece of skin off my lip for you. No, I understand. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. So my current esthetician, who I adore, her name is Sam. And if you're in LA, I will be happy to give you her information. She's incredible. She recommended for me this stuff um, from PCA Skin. And it is called, I'm also, this is just a hard word. People in the skincare world just call it HA because it's easier. Hyaluronic Acid Lip Booster. This tiny little tube, it's 0.24 ounces, is like 50 bucks. I was just about to ask. We should tell people how much things are. Okay. Yeah, as best as we know, for sure. It's about 50 bucks for this little tube. But, um, and I'm probably going to get this number wrong too, but HA, hyaluronic acid, um, holds, I believe, 200 times its weight in water. Yeah. Like whatever water weighs, it's like, listen guys, Google it. Okay. But (laughs) it is extraordinarily moisturizing and your lips are not porous, which is why it's so hard to hydrate them to begin with. Yeah. So she recommended this to me and it really is incredible. You don't need to overuse it. It's really expensive and small, but it has helped tremendously. So that is my go-to lip. No, that's great. So what about you? Do you have a go-to lip product? So I, it's changed over the years. I guess it depends on like kind of what you're looking for. I've used different kind of like exfoliants. I'm a big fan of like any kind of even just like a natural sugar sh- scrub as like an exfoliant to kind of get all that dead stuff off. Mine can be pretty naturally dry as well. I will say that just recently I was dealing with a lot of chap lips because of it being so dry here. So I have kind of like a cheap thing and then like I would say a moderately expensive thing. One thing I just literally found on Amazon and tried it is called O'Keeffe's Lip Repair Night Treatment, but I use it in the morning and night. It's It really is like your typical kind of chapstick balm sort of thing. It's kind of in between like a chapstick and a Vaseline, but it just feels really good and lasts for a while on your lips. It's For me, it's helped with anything chapped. It's like literally four or five bucks on Amazon. So it's cheap. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So I I use it every morning after I put like my serums or like getting my makeup on. I just put it on. Um, Another, my favorite like go-to lip balm, whatever you want to call it. It's not chapstick, but like a lip balm that has a slight tint to it, but also feels really good is um, the brand Fresh, which you can get at like Sephora. I'm obsessed with their stuff. I got it in like a birch box one time and I've bought Mm -hmm. it ever since in like the full one, but I love their Fresh um, Sugar Lip Balm, specifically in rosé. They have lots of different colors and types. The rosé is just like the slightest tint because I don't like a big, like every day I'm a pretty minimal makeup person and it just gives like a little bit of a tint but it's like I think it's maybe 24 bucks so it's a little on the higher end in terms of an everyday thing but it's quality yeah and it smells really nice yeah, too. It's just like really it doesn't good. smell fake. It, no. You know, some things can smell like medicinal or fake. It smells really, really yeah. nice. So that's my favorite 
go-tos, yeah. This is not in any order whatsoever. I feel like I want to talk about exfoliators. Okay, let's go for it. Okay, cool. So exfoliation is like, I feel like the 1990s were only about exfoliation. It's like oh. all they taught us in the yeah. 90s was just like, take it all <laughs> Get off. It like all scrub. Off. Yeah. Scrub it all off is what you need to do. You need to exfoliate. And I think we actually went through a period of like too much exfoliation. So I've mm. like really toned that back in my own skincare routine. Um, but uh, like I, I used to do it like every day, like morning and night. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That will ruin your skin. So over time, though, I found specific things that I love. Um, One of them, so many of these things, by the way, I found through Birchbox. I was a subscriber to Birchbox for like seven years. Yeah. I just quit. I just quit like four or five months ago. And if they haven't tried to get me back every single day in an email... Oh, every day. And and the offers have not been good enough. Um, And the reason that I stopped subscribing is I love learning all the new things that they send, but it it became confusing. I I just felt like, oh, another product for that same area? Why is this one better than the last? And I just was discovering too much and learning not enough. Yeah. And not having enough of it to really see a difference too. That's true too. It's like the samples, like you need a sample to be like, a two-week sample to actually know if it's good for you or not, I completely think. One thing that I found that I loved from Birchbox was my favorite – well, it might be my second favorite now (laughs) that you introduced me to this new thing, but my favorite for a long time has been the Brighten Up Enzymatic Face Rejuvenator. It's an amazing exfoliator. It um, gets a little bit warm on your skin. It's enzymatic, and it's active. So what that means is like an enzyme is actually like – eating dead stuff on your face it's pretty freaking cool so I love that stuff but you recently introduced me to something that I might love more yeah and I was gonna say that one I didn't recognize the name till you were just explaining it but like I heard about that from you and that's also been my favorite go-to and until and probably would still buy it um I came upon through FabFitFun a company called I'm guessing it's pronounced Noto because that's what it looks like N-O-T-O Um, It's based out of Los Angeles, and it's, like, all this, like, all-natural whatever kind of stuff. It's it's called Noto Resurface Scrub, and it has, like, a walnut shell or something that they grind up really, really small. Basically, it retails for, like, $32. It almost looks like a, like a... I don't know how to describe it like a clay a clay meets like it's like that kinetic kinetic sand sand. yeah like kinetic (laughs) sand yeah yes it looks like that and you just need a little bit but like when you put it on your face you can either use it by itself or you can combine it with like a current moisturizer or not moisturizer cleanser and I'm telling you when you put it on your face neck wherever and then you rinse it off I swear to you it feels like a baby's bottom like it's (laughs) it's so smooth it's like I remember the first time I used it, I was like, I've never experienced anything like this. And apparently, I think it's the walnut, whatever it is, um, that's in there. For a while, they weren't people weren't using it because they weren't sure if it was, like, too harsh on the skin or whatever. But, like, how they use it, they're able to still keep it in their product. Um, it has a shelf life of, like, three months because it's all natural stuff. But it's, it's amazing. I use it probably twice a week. But I love it. Love, love, love it. And I feel like I've seen a difference just with, like, it really clearing dead skin and yeah and you said even Curtis will use that stuff oh yeah Curtis uses it he loves it yeah that's so nice I gotta get Josh on the train which Josh has great skin but he also has a beard so there's like not that much skin showing you know so like you know it's like just basically his under eyes nose and his forehead (laughs) yeah because that's how beards work 
I'm yeah. glad I explained the opposite of how a beard works. <laughs> that stuff is great, though. Brittany got me that for my birthday. And uh, I think I, like, tweeted something like this a few months yeah. ago. But it's so funny. You hit your 30s and, like, birthdays become, um, like, trading your favorite skincare products and being really excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. I promise. Yeah. I remember, it's- like, I was kind of waiting to see, to hear when you would finally try it and then I you were like oh my god and I was like is this a good thing you're like it's amazing I'm like okay good because I loved it (laughs) oh it's amazing and I let it like when I'm in if I'm using it in the shower I let it like glide down the rest of my skin and I'll like rub it all over my arms and elbows Mm -hmm. and just like anywhere it touches anywhere the light hits yeah yeah I oh yeah it's really good stuff okay cleanser so I have not had a great history with cleansers since last June back when I was 32 I started dealing with micro congestion which micro congestion is when if you have really really tight pores which not to brag but I do I have really tight pores um (laughs) they can still get clogged so even though you have a really really tiny pore hole which sounds really I don't know why but that doesn't sound dirty it does sound dirty. Look at your pore holes. <laughs> like, even if you have really tight pore holes, they can still get clogged. So I have dealt... Ugh, so terrible. I'm being so vulnerable. In the last year, I've dealt with um, neck acne for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. It's like just the absolute most... Something about it feels really... Um, like I deal with like shame about it because I'm like it makes you feel like you're a dirty person or something like do I not take good care of myself or something Mm -hmm. and I nobody can explain it um but I've been dealing with micro congestion and so I like during this quarantine like you think you're gonna get the best skin of your life right like we're doing everything I contacted my esthetician I was like what do I do like I I need help like I this is to a point it's been like getting close to a year and I need help so she recommended a cleanser to me from again PCA it's such a great brand and it's called BPO 5% cleanser it has benzoyl peroxide and what benzoyl peroxide does is it kills bacteria it prevents it from spreading so there's multiple ways you can treat acne there's benzoyl peroxide there's salicylic acid there's retin-a all these different things retinols Um, but benzoyl peroxide is really really helping me so what I've been doing is I use my cleanser a little bit of this goes a long way and it's quite expensive. It's like 45 bucks for this bottle. So compared to some things, it's quite expensive. But you use such a minimal amount. And what I do is I put it all over my face and neck and I'll leave it for like 10 or 15 minutes and almost use it like a mask and then take it off. So I use it almost as like a treatment mm. and then take it all off. And it, I, it has not cured me, but my skin in the last like three weeks that I've been using it is a different person's face. Oh, that's amazing. Then it's been. And like yeah. I said, it is not healed. I'm still dealing with some hormonal things, but I cannot recommend it enough. Once again, if you want my esthetician's information in LA, DM us. She's great. <laughs> that's awesome. I feel like cleansers for me are like, maybe I need to be convinced and try something like that, but I have not found that to normally be my saving grace when it comes to things. And it's probably because I, I completely used agree. The right I've never found something I loved. I'm just kind of like, it feels like it's the other things that seem to help. But so because of that, I kind of went on a little, like not too long ago, I've been spending like say 20, 30 bucks every time on like a nicer face wash. And then I ended up on some blog post where it was like a dermatologist that was recommending like uh, drugstore brands that are pretty solid, you know, if you're just wanting a standard cleanser. And the one that kept popping up was um, the Cetaphil brand, just like their basic facial cleanser. So I just have been using that for the last couple months. And the, the thing is, like, I've been doing that plus 
using other things and I don't know what it is that's actually helping it but I've had much better skin over the last few months than I have in a very long time but it's real basic it's like seven bucks at Target um but it's nothing fancy I just feel like I'm not I don't know if it's what is it about the skincare that's really making the difference is it the cleanser is the stuff that goes on the you know after I don't know I think that's always what's hard to figure out, but I used that for a long time too, back when I saw the dermatologist in my early 20s, and she was just saying that the thing that's nice about it is it's so mild. Yeah, That brand is so mild that, like, you know, people don't typically have, like, big reactions to it. Totally. So I feel like it's a safe, yeah, yeah, And I think with using the Noto um, resurface scrub, because that's probably a little more intense than it might. And that I will say, if you're somebody that has really sensitive skin, it might feel more intense because it is like quite the scrub. But for me, like it's I love it. And so I feel like the combo and sometimes I'll put it with the Cetaphil cleanser. It feels like a good combo where one's not there's not like a million ingredients all fighting at the same time. But totally. I kind of want to like save some of the I feel like it's the exfoliator and cleanser that's kind of prepping it the, the skin for what you're going to put on after. So that's exactly right. So let's yeah. talk about masks. <laughs> um, yes. I think masks are something that we also overuse quite a bit um, in our culture. Uh, and I say that based on what my dermatologist and esthetician have told me. <laughs> um, I think we really screw it up. But I do have a couple of favorites as of late I mean, there's always, like, those whole sheet masks things. But, like, I have never – listen, they feel nice. They're fun. It's a really good story moment, I guess, on your Instagram. That's how I I feel about them. Yeah. Like, I don't – like, those are not fixing our faces, guys. No, they feel good. I see it as, like, a – a, a me moment like it's just yes I don't I don't expect anything from it other than just relaxation totally it's more of like the cucumbers on the eyes it's more self-care exactly. than skincare self-care okay. that's why I was like couldn't come up with self-care but yes totally so because my issues in the last whatever lifetime have centered around acne I found something called banish there's a whole brand called banish and it's really geared towards people dealing with all sorts of acne especially just really intense acne and they're actually out of Pasadena the creator and the place is right here locally and they have a mask I really enjoy it's called the banish pumpkin enzyme mask it also has a shelf life because it's all natural um it can be a little intense if you have sensitive skin because there's like an initial burn that almost happens and that's the enzymes Mm -hmm. working uh but then it calms down and it's fine and it smells nice and everything but man if it doesn't kill acne it's a really really great yeah it's a really great mask um it comes in a really small tub I believe it's in the $40 range but that tub and I when I first got it I was like whoa I thought it was going to be like a big like hair mask tub it's small but um it lasts way longer than I expected so that's like my go-to for acne killing and then uh as far as like skin tightening I came across Glam Glow recently uh which is made by oh no it's Glam Glow Gravity Mud Firming Treatment so it's made by Glam Glow it I've seen makes their, you look that like brand, the Tin Man. Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen that brand all over the place on Instagram. It's great. They make a lot of great products. And, like, I don't typically like these kind of, um, like, pull and peel kind of masks. But, like, you put this stuff all over your face and then you peel it off. But some things that you have to peel off um, stretch and pull your skin. And when you're in your 30s, you do not want to be stretching and pulling your skin. Mm-hmm. But this one pulls off really, really gently. There's no tugging and pulling. And my skin just always feels so nice afterwards. So you look like the Tin Man when it's on. It's quite alarming. Like shiny silver <laughs> face. 
but then when you peel it off it's really really nice so that's like my try that. go-to tightening yes and it's actually i believe um on our why are we all so afraid of aging instagram oh yes I was wearing this mask yes 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 yeah yeah what about you ha- tell me what i don't I- know I don't have a mask recommendation because all the masks that I have used have all been those like sheet mask things or like when we when I came up to your house and I think you did the pumpkin one on my face. Um, oh, did I, I mean put the I'm, pumpkin on you? I feel like we did. It was like a whole set. Oh, of that's things. right. I yeah. forgot about that night. That it was, was great. so fun. Yeah, that was so fun. So like, I mean, for me, masks right now mostly equal. I probably have like seven or eight of them in my little drawer. That's like all these ones that I need to just use that are the little sheet masks um yeah. so I haven't really seen any for me that have been like a huge difference but I'm I'm always down so okay yeah. all right guys we got to find Brittany a mask that she loves yeah okay so you have actually like turned me on to these treatments and wipes that like I otherwise would not have known about so Phil my favorite treatments and wipes are your favorite treatments and wipes what okay do you use? So although I don't really use a lot of masks, something that I somehow stumbled upon, I'm not sure when, but it was when I was probably dealing with um, the cystic acne a lot and was looking for some kind of treatment, is um, Dr. Dennis Gross. I'm guessing that's how you say it. Gross? Mm -hmm. Gross. I'm guessing gross. Gross? Let's go with gross. I think it's gross. I don't know. Saying gross just feels nice, and I don't think that's right. I don't think it's right either. But Dr. Dennis Gross, um, the Alpha Beta Peel, it's basically these face wipes that you can buy. There's like a normal strength. There's an extra strength. And I think now they make like one for more sensitive skin. But it comes in like a pack of almost like think of like wipes you'd use to wipe your hand. Like you have to peel it open. Like after a really good barbecue? Yeah, after barbecue. Yeah. So (laughs) there's like basically there's two steps. There's one you put on first and you wait two minutes and then you use a second one. And they they are expensive in the sense of oh, it depends on how often you use them. So you can get I don't know how much like a thirty pack is. I should have looked this up, but I think it's like seventy two or seventy three dollars. So it comes out to be like two something a day, two dollars a day. Yeah, if you buy them at Sephora, you normally get like an extra five in your box. So I think you get like thirty five for the eighty bucks or something. But they'll last me a while because I don't use it every day. But those made a huge difference in. The, my acne it made a big difference in the like the color the the scarring in my skin I notice as soon as I don't use them that like I start to have issues again and I need to buy some because I haven't bought them in a while but then at one point when I was wanting to try something different just because that's also me I'm like even though this is working let's try something new that's my problem um <laughs> Uh, my friend Mora, we were talking about these face pads and things and she was saying that she had come across glycolic acid pads and you can buy them on Amazon. I'm sure you can buy them all over the place, but those are a little more inexpensive and I had used those this last month and those were great as well. They're pretty gentle. You can buy like a 5%, a 10% or 15%. I used a 15% this last month and they're just, it's almost like you think of those clear cell pads, like they come in the little twisty thing. They're not as intense as that, but you can use that after cleansing, you know, that kind of thing. And it's, it really, for me, it's just helped keep cystic acne away. It's helped tone the color of my skin and just, yeah, it's been really, really nice. So yeah, it is nice. And I haven't, there's another thing that, um, Dr. Dennis Gross also makes. It's, um, the same types of pads, 
but it's a retinol formula and it's supposed to be great too. And I haven't tried it, but um, it's, I think like the same type of treatment where it's the dual pads where it's like the one that's a treatment and then there's the one that's a neutralizer. Yeah. But it has slightly different active ingredients and it's supposed to be great. So I, love I might his try that brand. one next. Yeah. I, I oh, do yeah. love his brand. It's yeah. just like a consistent brand. Like you can count it on is. it. Yeah. Way to go, Dr. Yeah. Den. Dr. Yeah. Dennis. <laughs> um sleep masks this is also something that I've recently gotten into and what they really are like let's be real what they really are is just more like thicker more intense moisturizers and it's not something I ever would have used but again FabFitFun introduced me to it it's always Birchbox or FabFitFun um so I got introduced to the Coors Wild Rose Vitamin C Brightening Sleeping facial it's good stuff I love anything that has rose in it I also use like a rose spray that like they say it's hydrating I don't think it does shit what it does is it it smells smells nice (laughs) yeah and it just makes me feel fancy yeah so that's really what it comes down to but the Coors Wild Rose Vitamin C Brightening Sleeping Facial um I do wake up and I am like oh hey girl like you look good you look kind of plump is it is it a mask in the sense of like a sheet or is it like you just no it's it's like a it's essentially like a really thick lotion okay okay like a cream it's a cream yeah Yeah. do you use anything like that no I I feel like this is where my ghetto comes out where like basically what I use at night is if I clean off my face which most of the time I do I try really hard especially in my 30s to do that then I I have like an eye cream that I've been using but I feel like I'm not getting through it fast enough and so then I started using that to spread around my face because I was like, if this oh. is good for your eyes, I feel like it would work for the rest of my face. <laughs> Are you using this? Is it is it this one? No, I'm using. Okay. Hold on, let me grab. Let me grab it. Doctor Brandt. Oh, I love Doctor uh, Brandt. All these doctors. Triple 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 peptide eye cream. I think I bought it as an add-on on my FabFitFun. Okay, peptides are controversial. Oh, really? Just in the sense that some people don't know if they do anything. Not that they, that they would be harmful, but, like, do, are they doing anything? That like, they, there's no proof, apparently? I don't know that any of this stuff actually works. I mean, at the end of the day. <laughs> but yeah. the eye stuff, like, I don't struggle too much with, like, under eye stuff yet. So it was one of those things where it was a good deal for, on a nice brand, and I've consistently used it, and I feel like it's nice. But I was right. also like, I've had this stuff for a little while, and like I realized I ran out of like a night cream or something, so I just started putting it on my face, and I was like, it can't hurt to add it to the rest of your face if it's supposed to be good for your eyes. So totally, I'm it's terrible... not like going to hurt you. <laughs> no. So I mostly well, just speaking... use like serums and stuff, and then yeah. Well, speaking of um, eye treatments, I. <laughs> Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) Guys, I love a pun. I recently came across the Ordinary Caffeine Solution 5% EGCG. I don't know what EGCG stands for, but um, this stuff. So the thing about eye creams are like we're always treating our under eye, right? And like the area around it and maybe like even above our eyebrow. I typically take my eye cream, eye cre- whatever treatment around my eye, like along the sides where my temples are. And then whatever's left over, I'll like kind of do between my eyes and wipe across my eyebrow. That's what I always do. You don't ever do it on your eyelid? That's what I was going to talk about. So you're actually not so, like whatever. Somebody can contradict me, but this is what I read is you're not supposed to use plumping eye creams 
on the top of your eyelid because that area is so fine that um, a plumping eye cream can cause drooping is what they say. That's what, that's what somebody said that I read. So um, I need something up there though because that area of my eye is changing. Like it just mm. is. I have very just like round, I don't know, very normal eyes. I have very normal eyelids, but like the crease in my eyelid is becoming more and more pronounced as I get older. And that's when I came across the caffeine solution. So this is made to use all around your eye, but you can also dab whatever's left over onto the top of your eyelid. And it creates a sense of like um, plumpness without plumpness with tightness Mm. so that you don't have that droop that a heavy cream can cause on your eyelid. Interesting. So this, the first time, this is so rare with things. And I don't know if it was because I was day drinking. I was. But... (laughs) The first time I used this, I immediately texted you and my friend Tiffany in Florida and was like, guys, this fixed my face. Yeah. The first time I used it. This stuff is amazing. It is so inexpensive. I think I paid $7 for this, not including shipping from Sephora, but the Ordinary is just like a kick-ass brand. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I love that I ordered everything that you had in there except for that one, only because I still had this eye cream stuff and I was like, oh, I don't need another eye thing. Totally. And then, then, then literally like a few hours later, you were like, this was the best thing ever. And I was like, damn it. It's the one I didn't order. Next time. Yeah. No, it's, it really is great. But I'm the same as you, Brittany. We're like, I have so many things from over the years from the FabFitFuns and the Birch boxes and stuff. And I'm really in this place of like, finish what you have before you find something new. Yeah. Finish it. So no shame in that. No, I know. I was just more bummed that I was like, I literally just ordered it earlier. <laughs> Tiffany looks 27 now. Uh, yeah. Um, something that it says, I wish. Something that it says, it says it reduces appearance of eye contour pigmentation and of puffiness. So I think they're talking about dark circles, which is not something I personally deal with. So somebody who does, I would love to hear their feedback. But yeah, but I love that brand. It's so good. And I don't really deal with puffiness either so much as like um, almost like sallowness, mm. like uh, like the opposite of puffiness when it's like. Can you tell? I feel like I can. That is something I can tell since being in my mid 30s. Yeah. I, I want to still say early, early 30s, Brittany, early 30s. Uh, I think 34 next month might be hitting the mids but uh mid but you're not there yet yeah okay I'm like 30 days away but that's fine (laughs) but I can tell right here like I can Mm -hmm. tell the bone like that the sallow what you're talking about I can totally tell that yeah it's like a lack of collagen is -hmm. what it is yeah so I feel like this immediately made me not feel that way yeah okay I don't know it could be placebo anyway I (laughs) highly highly recommend while we're talking about eyes, though, just real quick, Brittany, you turned me on to eyelash serums. Yes. This is like oh, serums honey. like to make them grow. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I do not sell this. I have family members that do, but I was like, I'm again, I already said this earlier, always a big skeptic of anything and just anything. Rodan and Fields eyelash serum that everybody was raving about. I finally tried and I cannot tell you or recommend enough that you should have this in your life. It is expensive. It is very expensive. Here, here's the thing. If you're listening to this and you've ever gotten eyelash extensions, yes, there is no reason why you should not be just spending the money on this because it's like 130 bucks or something, it's 150 bucks. Yeah. But it lasts like four or five months. And so when you do that math, it's not terrible. And for me, like, we all have our different things on our face that maybe make you feel good. Like, Tiffany and I have talked about, like, even in quarantine, 
for me, I don't necessarily need to feel like I need to put on like foundation ever, even like on my Zoom calls and stuff. But like I every single day I put on mascara because like for me, my eyelashes make me feel awake and like I just feel better when I have it on. Yeah. And with this, it just always feels, I don't know, they made them grow so crazy. And yes, you have to keep doing it because basically it keeps the eyelashes from like falling out. And so they keep growing. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many people were like, are those your eyelashes? And I'm like, yes, with serum. But yes, they are my eyelashes. Yeah, it's wonder grow for your eyelashes. It's amazing. And when you introduced me to it, like you were like, just be consistent. And that really is the biggest thing is you just have to do it like morning and night. Don't miss days. Your Mm -hmm. eyelashes will grow. And in fact, mine honestly got, (laughs) not to brag again, they got (laughs) so long that I had to stop using it because I couldn't put on mascara without it like getting on. Getting all on your tops of your lids. Yes, like on the tops of your lids, like up by your your, um, eyebrows. Yeah. And I was like, I got to chill out because this is getting (laughs) like out of control. So it really, it absolutely works. Find a person to buy it from. There's other more like inexpensive things on the market, but I don't think they work as well. I've tried a few other things. Things that I, work as well. I have tried a few other and they do not work as well I'll just tell yeah. you I can list them off and I even have one now that I'm trying because I was buying some other stuff for my hair and I was like oh, I'll try it it's a third of the price and it doesn't work as well it just doesn't I don't yeah. know what the difference and is, it's not but... that it doesn't work at all it just isn't like as potent I don't know it's yeah. like knockoff miracle grow yeah <laughs> So anyway, that is good stuff. That is absolutely something you can do. And the biggest thing, again, I've talked to people who are like, oh, it didn't work for me. I can guarantee they weren't consistent with it. Yeah, same. I Because the thing is, I hit a point where I stopped being consistent and I did see a difference. And then I just had to be consistent with it again. And so that, that yeah. is annoying. But if, if it's something that you enjoy, so if you enjoy eyelashes, I highly recommend because I did try eyelash extensions one time. They looked great for a few days for me, but I I am a person that shifts around in my sleep and I sleep on my face and like half of my face a lot. And it just was like, it was a pain in the ass and it was so much money and so much time. And then after I did the serum thing, I'm like, oh, this is what I should be doing. So I enjoy it. It's like my one beauty splurge that I enjoy. And it really, it like pays for itself with the compliments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so serums, let's talk about those really quick. I have only recently become hip to niacinamide, which is a calming and anti-acne situation. It helps heal existing acne and it also just like calms your skin, even skin tone. So if you have like flare-ups of acne and things like that, it's going to help take out redness. It's going to um, like minimize its appearance overall. It is really good stuff. And um, it's in a lot of products. I mean, it's in a lot of Dermalogica products and things, but the best one I found is $7. It is from The Ordinary once again. It's niacinamide 10% plus zinc 1%. And a lot of niacinamides out there tend to be around the four percent range um so having something this potent for such a low price like you just can't beat it yeah I use it most days especially I use it on days when I am having like an acne flare-up so that is just really really good stuff and also the the serums from the ordinary feel so nice like you just feel like you're doing something luxurious and the price is so 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 affordable yeah no I love it same my go-to yeah And I have some other serums I use. So I um, do 
dermaplaning on myself at home, which is when you like literally shave your face Mm -hmm. (laughs) with a tiny little tool. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's not like your dad shaving his beard. It's this tiny little straight razor Mm -hmm. and it takes all of like the down on your face, you know, that's almost like, you know, light feathers. You can only see in the sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Takes the peach fuzz off. I use Josie Marin 100% pure argan oil to microblade my face because you can't do it with a dry face. And it's just such a nice um, all natural oil without a ton of ingredients. It's literally just one thing and it's really, really calming. And I never nick my face when I use that and I microblade. I had never heard about this whole thing until I heard it from you. And now like I don't probably do it more than maybe like once a month if I even remember to do that. But like because I don't I don't care that much but the biggest difference I've noticed is like if you wear makeup consistently like the the week after you've done that to your face it's like I feel like I'm 20 again where I'm like oh it's just like so smooth and everything just I feel like you don't get that sort of dried makeup look because you just have like the the hair on your face completely and the first time I ever did it I had it professionally done and I always recommend that for the first time too but then you can kind of just like touch up the professional uh level of having it done which takes off like an entire layer of your skin it's incredible in a good way (laughs) where it's like massive exfoliation but then you can kind of touch it up yourself with your own tool at home and I buy them just from Amazon they're so inexpensive I buy three razors at a time Tinkle is a big brand. They're not as good as this other brand on Amazon. I'm going to mispronounce it, but I believe it's pronounced Shiseido or Shiseido. Mm -hmm. And it is even better than the Tinkle ones. They just work so well. They're so sharp. You get like one and a half uses out of them, meaning like one and a half times you can do your whole face. Yeah. Oh, good to know. I literally just ordered some Tinkle ones. So next time I order those. Yes. And I buy Tinkle sometimes because the other ones are sometimes out of stock. Yeah. But it's because they're so good. And I hate that name. Just Tinkle. Who named it I know. Tinkle? It's not even a good name. Like, I would much rather use, like, something called Shiseido or Shiseido. Tinkle means when you go pee. I tinkled. Exactly. <laughs> Everything about it is wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> All right, let's talk about moisturizers. So this is something that I haven't consistently, like, done something well either. I would spend so much time on serums and masks and treatments, but not on my moisturizers and my cleansers. So now that I started using that a PCA cleanser that is helping my micro congestion so much. I've started using something from PCA skin as well called clear skin. And this just is so lightweight. It's so nice. I'm kind of blowing through it. I'm probably using too much, but um, it's a super, super nice moisturizer. It does not have SPF in it. So you have to use SPF separately, but I'm quite enjoying that for clearing up my acne. Awesome. So I will say in terms of, in terms of moisturizing if I'm being totally honest I will use whatever is left that I'm not using so like with FabFitFun I typically have something that's come in that is a some kind of uh, moisturizer if not I'm probably using up something so I don't have a go-to but for a while I was using Hope in a Jar from Philosophy which is a little pricier I think it's like 40 bucks for a decent sized jar so it goes a long ways um, but I really liked that. I actually like all of their products philosophy. Totally. And that's actually something when I was consistently using a cleanser before, which I've completely forgotten Same. about, but it was a philosophy cleanser. And I really like that cleanser. They have like they a microdermabrasion like, one that is. Yeah. I haven't used that. Yeah. That that one it's, I feel like after using the, the one you, the brighten up and like ours, I don't think uh-huh. it compares, but just con- using a brand consistently, like I, it was pretty solid. So I enjoyed 
like again any of yeah. their products they know what's up that's the thing like there's so many great things out there um and it, that's what's confusing about it it's like how do we even know sometimes I think to myself myself like what if I just stopped using everything would my skin issues just go away yeah <laughs> like that's I what know, Josh says sometimes he's like you're probably just doing too much you need shit he's like look at my face I'm like screw off you're a dude without a period yeah exactly <laughs> All right, so we're getting close to the end here on like our general recommendations, but we cannot skip over sunscreens. This is like the most preventative thing you can do for your skin is sunscreen. And there's a million out there, you know, you need to be using a good one for sure. Like the 15s aren't cutting it, friends. You need one higher than that. Personally, I love anything from the brand Kula. They know how to make a texture that feels nice and doesn't smell like... Like sunscreen. Yeah, like you're in a wet t-shirt contest. (laughs) Like they know how to make a really nice feeling, smelling sunscreen for your face. Um, And lately I've actually been using one from Dermalogica too that's really nice. It's SPF 30, um, which is like the minimum I like to use. I like it to be 30 or higher. I was using one for a long time from Rodan and Fields. It's SPF 50, which I like, but it feels and smells like sunscreen I think it is a yes it is a horrible formula I hate it so much but when I won't use it on my face I use it on my hands I use it on my chest (laughs) places like that yeah I don't have any recommendations because right now the most I use every day is whatever is built into my makeup or moisturizer let's talk about that so I mean it's usually like a 20 you know I most days like right now during the quarantine I have like a tinted moisturizer that I use that has 20 in it but I yeah yeah, I don't ever put anything and let me tell you I know nothing this is the person with the bad skin talking to the person with the great skin no I don't have great skin (laughs) yes you do my esthetician and my dermatologist both told me and this is what they said I don't know what's true they said not to use products that have like you wouldn't want your sunscreen and your makeup to have sunscreen in it and they said the reason why is because they're always comedogenic and what that means is like you're always looking at things as non-comedogenic what that means is it's not going to clog your pores if it is comedogenic it's going to clog your pores and they have told me whether it's true or it's not that the way that sunscreen interacts with makeup product like the chemistry Mm -hmm. of it it'll clog your pores so they told me that you're supposed to use a sunscreen and a foundation separately that does not have those in the same product it feels like if you're going to put two products on your face how is that any less clogging than one product right but I know they all know totally so but I so I don't know yeah and no, I have the same question. I don't know. I don't think I don't know if it's a matter of layering or if it's a matter of like when they're in the same product is one like is the chemistry of it causing one to cancel the other in such a way that it, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I've had two different um, professionals tell me that. And so I feel like there must be something to no, it. No, totally. I don't know. Yeah. Um, mine is just what pure I will laziness. Say, so yeah. <laughs> and it can also be well, it can also be hard to find a foundation that doesn't have SPF in it anymore. It's really difficult. Yeah. And the one that I love the most which this is not what this episode is about but um my favorite like high-end foundation is Giorgio Armani luminous silk yes luminous silk it has no SPF in it and oh it just makes your skin like flawless in a really lightweight way so that's what I use if I'm like going out and feeling hot 
So then is there, do you have an everyday one that doesn't have SPF or you just like put SPF on top? Nope. My everyday one has SPF. Okay. But you still put (laughs) SPF on first and then put that on top? Yeah. I still do. And it's probably a cause of my acne, but my everyday foundation, man, I never get more compliments on my skin ever than when I wear my everyday foundation and not even my expensive luminous silk one. Have you tried not putting SPF on and just using your foundation? See if that makes a difference. Oh, sure. Like, there's certain days that I don't. It's yeah. not like I'm perfect. No. Yeah. Like, with the routine, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, for sure, there are days. But, no, that um, does that advice does make sense. I've just... I'm always like, a, ooh, a two for one? Great. Of course. And it's hard to <laughs> adhere. It's like BB creams came out and then CC creams come out. And they're like, this has 17 benefits in one. And you're yeah. like, how can you beat that? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really do a whole lot when it comes to the sunscreen, but I, you always inspire me with this. So I will do better. But on that note, what the hell is up with the fact that men have feel no pressure to do anything about their skin? Like, what is going on? Nothing. Nothing. Until, like, the new Queer Eye came out. And I really love that Jonathan is, like, working with men and being like, listen, you don't have to wear makeup. But, like, if you have, like, major rosacea going yes. on, it's okay to wear, like, a little gray – or, I'm sorry, a little green, uh, you know, I, like, touch I honey. loved that episode <laughs> when that happened. I was like – just clapping I was just like yes yes. slow clap and that is the thing about that is is it's is a bit of skincare with that is makeup obviously but it is skincare as well yeah like there's a protective nature to using something like that too yeah I don't know man and I tried to tell my boyfriend he um people tend to think he's much younger than he is which like what a compliment he's you know he, he looks a lot younger than he is but I'm like one day it might catch up to you and you could prevent things like use SPF for just that yeah just use SPF yeah and not that it's like about the vanity but it's also sure like vanity can be a part of it he I think and I who wouldn't but he enjoys that people don't usually think he's 30 yeah but that's gonna run and out like people think I'm with a younger man but that will run out and then beyond that like the vanity element of it is also just the um safety of it like skin cancer is most apt to happen on your face yeah well, and that's why, like, Curtis, I mean, he, there's been moments in the last little, I would say the last year or two where he's been more interested in, like, that kind of stuff. But for me, it's, like, the sunscreen thing, too, where because he grew up in the sun and, like, likes to tan, mm-hmm. he's one that will go out to the beach and he'll be like, oh, I don't really want to put on sunscreen. And I'm like, no, you have to put on sunscreen at this point. Like, you know, and and yeah. I know, I understand as women, like, there's definitely a vanity part of it. We're used to always, like, when we put makeup and different things and how we were raised, that's, we've talked about in that in other episodes, and men probably don't feel that same pressure. They feel it in other ways, but I think there's something that more, I guess, if anything, it's more like, it's okay if you would like to do things and take care of your skin, and if you don't feel that pressure, then at least put some sunscreen on, you know? But some of these things are fun. Like, I don't feel like there needs to be a pressure that you need to do all these different steps that we do because some of it we just enjoy. But I think it's like a self-care thing, too, that it's okay to, like, also do that if it's something you enjoy. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think, like, I mean, not to get biblical, but um, (laughs) when I when I (laughs) yeah, when I'm like really going through like a self-care routine, I always think back to like the story of Esther, Mm. which is my favorite book of the Bible. And did you know that Esther, I think think I could be wrong whatever you Christians let me know but I think Esther is the only book of the Bible that doesn't mention God oh I didn't know that 
Interesting. Or maybe it doesn't say Jehovah or something like that. Yeah. Whatever. There's something interesting about Esther where, like, God is not <laughs> prominent. But um, anyway, she goes through all of those beauty routines, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she has the milk baths and all these things. And there's something, like... There's also something, like, almost, like, sensual and seductive about it. Yeah. That, like, when I'm, like, taking care of my skin, it's ritualistic. It's hopefully anti-aging. And it makes me feel feminine. Totally. And that's not to say that when men do it, they should feel feminine. That's not what I mean at all. For me, it makes me like feel in touch with the feminine side of myself where I'm like, okay, I'm caring for myself. It's like the nurturing side of things. I think men need to be nurturing themselves far more than they do. Yeah. Curtis at some point a while back discovered some like lotion that he found. I think it was from Bath and Body Works or something, but it smells amazing. And, like, I started commenting on it where he would, like, put it on after he brushed his teeth and put it, like, on his face or beard. And I was always, like, yeah, smells so good, which is also probably the incentive, too. But just, like, it's things like that where I think it's just feeling good and taking care of yourself for your not, – not for your spouse, but, like, keeping them in mind, too, that you're trying to just, like, take care of your body and for yourself. Oh, totally. And, um, that it's okay to do – just, like, you're grooming yeah. your beard or your hair. Like, there's things on your face that – if you've been fortunate enough to not experience that, then okay. But if you do experience things, yep. skincare is not just for women. It's for everybody, you know. Yeah. And men, I'm just going to give you a little hot tip. Go look at the little area of skin right by your ears. Like before your ear begins, right there is one of the first places that men start wrinkling. Oh, really? Just saying. Now you can be insecure about it. <laughs> Yes, like right here, like before the opening of your ear right here, they'll start wrinkling here earlier. And I don't know what's up with that, but it's just like, I think it's an anyone thing, but men specifically. Hmm. This was so fun. This was fun. I had a good time on this one. I did too. I'm assuming that like (laughs) most of the people that are hanging on at this point are women that are furiously writing all of our recommendations down or 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 thinking of like everything we're doing wrong and thinking of like their favorites that they need to share with us which is what we would love tell us what you love that we haven't discovered yeah yeah because honestly like what we mentioned earlier so many of the things we've discovered that we both love are things that someone finds and shares and then vice versa or like other of our girlfriends have found and yeah yeah I will say and we didn't get into this too much but like I love me an Amazon review but I'm also become very skeptical of like all the paid reviews. I still think word of mouth and like other people that have used it personally are is the best way to go if you can do that. Definitely. So definitely it is. Well, that was another what the hell. It was, but I had a great time with you. <laughs> Episode 19 coming up real quick on 20. Yeah, which will be yeah. not this next week, but the week after. We hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day this last Happy weekend. Happy Mother's Day to you, Brittany. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers listening. That's right. Get your mama some skincare. Not the insulting kind, but like the luxurious kind. And we will put the information, like we said, in the notes and shoot us a message if you have any questions. Absolutely. And if there's anything specific you would love for us to talk about, religious or not, let us know. And we like you and we love you. And my name is Tiffany. And I'm Brittany. And we will see you in two weeks. Yeah. Bye. Bye.